Well, hello and welcome to The Bright Side. This is 93.1 WFLA and also we're on 540. We're everywhere. We're, ev- we're just all over the place. Just, just flip through the dials and we're, hello, and we'll we're there. there. Still there. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, Dr. Joel Hunter and I'm here with my father, also Dr. Joel Hunter. I'm an ophthalmologist. He's a pastor. What The reason for this show is there were so few radio programs with an ophthalmologist and pastor. Everyone was clamoring. There was this huge niche. They were like, we need these two viewpoints of both an ophthalmologist right. and a pastor. And so and so we're we go, here. Yes. Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, the idea of this show is we talk about uh, helping people because uh, there are uh, efforts in the community to help people. There's there's topics that are tough topics, but uh, it's it's the old Mister Rogers saying uh, where his mom would always tell him whenever he saw a catastrophe or a disaster on TV, the way she would make him feel better is she'd say, "Look for the helpers, Fred," uh, and right. because there's always helpers, and so that's what we do. This whole show is looking for the helpers, uh, and we are continuing on that today because today we're talking a little bit about kind of like how would you say that the economic. Health of the absolutely community, the, the economic health of the community. Exactly right. Yeah, I, uh, I I went with the health thing because of the ophthalmology. Oh, thing. nice, <laughs> nice. And the partnership thing is important. Yes, the economic partnership. Yeah. So that's that's my that's my beat. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, so we uh, we on the first segment here, we were trying to we were trying to think through. Uh, let, I'm going to be accurate. The research department, Becky yes. Hunter, was thinking through like, well, what could we talk about uh, in the community? And I really like what she came up with. I do it too. Was, it was the it was the A list, the best of 2018 for Orlando. Everyone knows about Disney, yeah. like literally everyone. You could you could fly just into the middle of somewhere in Africa <laughs> and be like, oh, Disney, of course, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, yes. I get the um, shirt. <laughs> but uh, but there's other there's a lot of other things in Orlando that are pretty that are pretty great. There's and there's things that are you know kind of at a B level or C level. That's not what we're talking no, about. No, we're talking about the A list. The A list as voted on mm-hmm. by three thousand votes from quote. Local experts, unquote. And I just want to say, hats off to Orlando for having 3,000 experts. <laughs> I know. Those We're are, starting off on a high hard note. to come by, yeah. And we got 3,000 <laughs> Not of them here. Just walking around. There's experts all over the They're place. Stroking their beards, <laughs> looking at their timepieces, being experts. That's and they, right. But they stopped to vote on these things. Uh, and so what were, one, what were some of the ones you thought were interesting, Pop? Oh, Some of these Best are... Best of Orlando. Yeah, some of these are great. The Best Family Entertainment... Uh, it's Grow and Sing Studios, Kinder Music, um, and they have their offerings. Um, they, they, they involve people in, like, song and dance, but their offerings go all the way from newborns and babies to young toddlers, um, toddlers, preschoolers, young children, and so on and so forth. They have all kinds of classes, group piano lessons. I would think there would be some pressure yeah. If I was learning piano with other people, yeah, yeah, I imagine. <laughs> you know, I've I've uh, I've heard about the kinder music thing before, and I, I've I've never looked into it further because I was afraid they'd make me sing in front of other people. But maybe I should <laughs> I should get in. Well, that. if they've got new if they got programs for newborns, yeah. I wonder what kind of program that would be. I don't know, but that's a that's a sweet job. If you're, if you're a, <laughs> I'm a music teacher to newborns, that's a that's a good one. Here's he, another one, oh. uh, 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 and and you get to go next, but. <laughs> But um, this this fitness, you know, both you and I like to stay fit. And uh, okay, <laughs> that was that was nice of you. <laughs> well, we try. Pop is incredibly okay. fit. <laughs> okay, but he says best boot camp. Now, this listen to this. Bill Bennett boot camp, 
where Orlando goes to get in shape, proud to be the only, the only boot camp in Florida with a medical staff. <laughs> That's <laughs> ominous. That, I know. That is really, I'm not sure I'd go to a boot camp with a like medical if, staff. If I walked in and there was a medical staff standing there, I'd be like, wait a minute. This Bill Bennett, he's a tough man. <laughs> I may be in the wrong spot. That is, uh, I, you know, I, I did the whole CrossFit thing. Uh, I, I have uh, over two CrossFit uh, wads under my belt. And, uh, I, the wads are workouts. Yeah, the workout of the day is the wad. And, uh, and so I, I remember when they, they make you go through a pretty extensive, uh, extensive, this was CrossFit Orlando, they make you go through a pretty extensive training thing to just make sure that you're not going to do anything stupid like I did after the first lesson. Um, and I remember just in the training thing, uh, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rally. <laughs> and the and the woman who was doing the thing, she's like, she's like, oh, are you are you feeling okay? Because clearly no one had ever gotten sick at that point. And I was like, well, I ate, I ate, I ate a bunch of pizza before I came here, and, and I'll just never forget the look of just disappointment in her eyes. It was it was really sad. Like she wasn't even angry. She was just like she was just looking at some How poor loathsome insect. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, CrossFit also the there's the number one. And two went to the Lake Mary, uh, but Orlando's uh, first place uh, in Orlando was CrossFit Firebase. I like that. That's a warrior name and, right there. And best gym, RDV Sports Park, that's where, where your office is. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's really good. That's the best gym in Orlando. I was trying desperately <clears throat> to think of a famous gym guy named Jim in Orlando, and I just I couldn't come up with anybody. <laughs> I was going to be like, oh, Jim. And I, oh, I, I man. got nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was, uh, there was also... All right, Every now and then you just see uh, uh, something it pops out at you as, as to just the spectrum of humanity, that, that there are people who live lives that are just so different from my own. Uh, and I like animals. I don't have any, but I, you know, I'm, I, I, I wave at dogs sometimes when I'm driving by. But this, they did the best pet boarding, uh, which is, you know, you're, I, I believe that's, I'm going to go out of town. I'm going right. to put my I'm pet up board somewhere. My pet, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was fur and feathers. Pet resort, uh, which is they'll prov- they'll provide your your loved one, which is your dog your dog or cat, or I, I we'd have to figure out what all they do. Well, fur and feathers, you got to assume parrots are in there. Oh yeah, because uh, uh, all birds have feathers, and yeah. everything with feathers is a bird. That's and tax- they, and, taxonomically correct. And it's a resort. Yeah, it's a resort. So anyway, you you're on your stupid cruise, and your pets. <laughs> I know. They they're, they're getting the hot rock treat. Yeah. There. Living the life of Riley. <laughs> the, the mask, the <laughs> facial. Yeah. And the, and the dog's just like, I'd be just as happy with bacon. <laughs> I, I am a dog. <laughs> but, if, but if you a really. A lot of this has been wasted on me. If you really want to know that like your pet really is being taken care of, uh, then that's that's a good thing. Now, here's one that I wanted to mention specifically because it's, it's, it's close to my heart. The Orlando Science oh. Center absolutely golden. It's such, I feel like, and I think people know about it, but I don't think people know about it enough because it is, it's incredible. You know, you get your, you get your annual membership there and you really could go there for a day a week for a year. And, and it would be a really good experience each time, especially for kids. I've got a four-year-old, you know, Lena, you'd know her cause she's your granddaughter. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and, uh, and she asks, Almost every day, if we can go to the science center, exactly. yeah, because they really, they just really do a good job. So they, uh, they, they have all sorts of, you know, there's different movie experiences and all that stuff, but they really just have this vast uh, whole layout for children. A lot and, of it's and, hands on. Yeah, it, yeah, really, it's it really is so great. Good stuff. And Luke, who's nine, he'll he'll actually listen. Like when if I'm like, well, here's what here's why this works, uh, and then 
And then I have to stop halfway through because I'm like, oh, hold on, Lena's in the water. Then <laughs> <laughs> I have to go get her. You know one I, I saw that I didn't know about, and it's it's not too far from my house. In the Enzian Theater. Oh, I thought I didn't know about this either. Either we should let's let's advertise that right now. This is so great. Um, the Enzian, which is kind of an uh, an art theater, you you can watch a movie while you eat, um, and it's it's just a really unique uh, gem in our community. But they have family event popcorn flicks in the park. Yeah. And it's just what it sounds like. Uh, you go there. You're encouraged to bring your own food. Imagine that mm-hmm. um, if you want and and a blanket. And um, So wait, on... you don't have to like just sneak a, a bunch of Whoppers just into your <laughs> no, pockets and no. jacket? They do have, a, you know, food there. But if you, if you want to bring your own food, that's great. The second Thursday of each month, weather permitting, um, and you just go and watch a movie with your family. It's the second Thursday of each month at yeah. the Indian. I saw one movie one time at the Indian, and I remember it because it was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, which is this you know kung fu movie. Uh, I did not realize before I saw the movie that it involved stuff that was uh, more supernatural. There's a lot, you know, there's oh, people yeah. like that are like flying through the air and like like flying over the water and stuff. And they at no point are they like, well, he. Uh, the, the subtitles are like, we found the supernatural thing. This this is magic. Uh, they're just doing regular karate stuff. And then a guy runs up the side of a building and I was like, ah, what? Uh, I, I remember, <laughs> I, I still remember it uh, now. I, I felt, you know, you were, you're not sure if you're having a stroke or not. But anyway, the Enzian is, is really good. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon as a movie. Also, I'd give it a solid B plus. Is that right? I've yeah. never seen it. I figured since we're rating everything, I would just uh, would yeah. rate that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot of magic stuff. They, ah, they, they stand like on really thin tree limbs and fight each other and stuff. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't understand it. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna downgrade <laughs> it to a C minus. I, I didn't know what was happening. Um, and then uh, we are gonna have to go to a break pretty soon here. But um, I did not know the. I, I'd never heard of the one that was uh, rated the best bakery. Uh, I'm, maybe I'm the only one in Orlando. Oh my goodness! Did Anna, you see the pedigree on Anna this thing? Cakes, yeah. yeah. You basically just name anything that's been on TV or a magazine, and Anna Cakes have 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 been in it um, and uh, featured in the Today Show, Fox, People Magazine, Bright, British Vogue. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of this one? Uh, Moms like me. Have you ever heard that one? I have not. I, I have not either. I wonder if that's a magazine or a show. I'm sure there's expo- explanations as to why we haven't heard that. But. Yeah. Moms Like Me, the the show where moms that are like each other. Style Me Pretty, the nice. wedding guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, and it cakes, it's a, it's a big deal. And then the best coffee shop. There's some places where I just know beforehand, I feel like I wouldn't fit in. And this is one of those. <laughs> me the, too. The Drunken Monkey Coffee Bar. I feel like I walk in and be like, I'll take one coffee, please. <laughs> And you know, the guy's got those big, the big earrings that yeah, are real wide. This is, this is quote hipster friendly. Yeah, that's actually yeah. in that's in the article. Yeah, it, it is it's it, hipster they, friendly. But they roast their own coffee. I'm sure it's really, really good. But I would just, uh, I would, I would feel too weird because I'd be like, "Did you see this week's Dilbert cartoon? <laughs> oh, he made an excellent point." Uh, bureaucracy is just ridiculous. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. We are going to have to go to a break in a minute here. But when we come back, we are talking to somebody who uh, might know more about the economic health uh, about Orlando than anyone else. Dale Brill, who's the senior vice president of research for the whole Orlando Economic Partnership. We'll be back in a minute. Hello and welcome back to The Bright Side. I'm Joel Hunter. And uh, 
with me as always, actually, really, I'm with him, uh, is Joel Hunter, <laughs> my father, the wise and venerable Joel Hunter. Uh, <laughs> I love this guy. And then today uh, we have, I'm going to just, I'm going to throw this out there, I believe our most educated guest. Maybe, possibly maybe, the, uh, certainly in terms of research. Uh, we had to get, we had to get special headphones because of the size of his brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dr. Brill, thank you for being here. It's it's really nice of you to do this. Oh, wait, hold on. Your microphone's not on. It's coming on. Now you're on. I know I'm on. Well, it's <laughs> exciting to be here. Thanks for having me. This is... Uh, you're, you're making it fun, and I, I know we're going we're gonna to talk about some serious uh, issues at the same time. And yeah. I think the, the, there are some things I'd like to share, and I, I don't know that my brain's quite that big. Oh, no, it's huge. <laughs> well, listen, to, I mean, you read this guy's pedigree. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, it, he has— Well, I stopped halfway through because I was like, I feel bad. I know. I, I, wanted to go, <laughs> I wanted to go look in the mirror and say, you bum. But this guy has taught Boston University, uh, Florida State University, um, the, at General Motors— at um, he was the he was the director at the governor's office of tourism trade and economic development under Christ. Um, it was he, he's he's uh, been the president of the Florida Chamber of Commerce Foundation, um, the principal in ThinkSpot. Uh, you know I'm you know I've come to a conclusion. Dale, you can't hold a job. No, that's career, that, that, exactly so. I call that this, career attention guy, deficit disorder. This guy has done so much. It's amazing. So help us understand. Uh, it really helped me understand because I'm, I'm hoping I'm not the only one. I, I want to get an idea of um, your your current job. You know, uh, first off, the the Orlando Economic Partnership. You're the senior VP of research there. Can you describe for us what that is, first off, the Orlando Economic Partnership, and then what your job entails, like with a general idea? Sure. We're in the second year of the partnership or the Orlando Economic Partnership. It is uh, the the bringing together of three organizations that uh, the audience may have different levels of familiarity with versus the uh, Orlando Regional Chamber, mm -hmm. which is an organization over 105 years old here in, in the community. Uh, it also includes the, what folks have heard is called the, the Economic Development Council, uh, which does a lot of the recruiting and also organic growth and, and, and growing businesses and trying to, to uh, stimulate job creation. So the EDC and also the organization known as the Central Florida Partnership, which was a broader footprint. Uh, it brought seven counties together. Uh, we still represent or still work with those seven counties. So it, it, there was an opportunity to bring those three together to avoid some duplication in focus and service. Uh, focus, I threw you a bone there, for the, hey, the ophthalmology. Like nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Right. <laughs> so, so we work together and, and again, try to, to um, the, the idea is economic development should connect. Uh, you know, you've heard a rising tide floats uh, all boats. Mm -hmm. uh, our corollary to that is as long as you're in a boat, <laughs> and, and so we're trying to connect um, community development with economic development that, as it's traditionally practiced. Gotcha. So it's both things. It's, it's the idea of how do we improve the overall economic outlook of Orlando but how do we also not leave people behind in that? Correct. And, 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 and the engine for that continues to be, and in, in, in our focus, again, is the business community so that the chamber drives uh, value into best practices, uh, resources for the business community to grow and to get larger market share, which then turns into more jobs. Pop, how did you, how did you get to know him in the first place? Well, he, uh, and we're very grateful for this, is serving on the Central Florida Commission on Homelessness. Oh, okay. Uh, and so... When he first got here, and that's not been that long ago, it's a, a year and... I've been here uh, 13 months. 13 months, okay. So he was a newcomer, but we clung, <laughs> we got our hooks <laughs> into him right away uh, because we need, we, we need fact-based response to community needs. Hmm. 
Um, and so you need somebody like Daryl, uh, Dale, Daryl, <laughs> and his other brother. Yeah, his yeah. other brother, Daryl. Um, uh, you need somebody like Dale who um, not only can do basic research to provide you with an information base for an intelligent strategy, uh, but he also has this great personality. Everybody loves him because he gets up and he says, okay, be, be prepared to be bored. Yeah. And he's very humble about being a, you know, a... Um, a numbers guy, yeah, and uh, and and we love that because in the work that we do, especially with people who are having a tough go of it, we a sense of humor is absolutely essential. Well, I can just say, as someone who sat through lectures by many many PhDs, a sense of humor that is rare. <laughs> that is rare. That is really really, <laughs> especially in a research guy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really a common. So. Um, can you explain a little bit about how research? I mean, basically, what what it is that you're looking at and and i mean is it is it analyzing the problem is it testing the solutions what, what's involved in what you're doing the answer is yes okay uh, the, the the thing that attracted uh my wife and i and, our, and we have two children uh four and two who are very cute th thank you very yeah, much we mother saw did, pictures. mother did we all saw that pictures. Yeah, yeah. uh they attracted us to orlando was that it is a community that um embraced Challenges, yeah, right? it, it, and and it has the partnership orientation, uh, and, and driven by the University of Central Florida, but partnership among all the agencies and not for profits that we, we call the independent sector, mm -hmm. uh, the the private sector and the business community, and and our public partners. It, it this partnership just kept coming over and over. What we heard about it, uh, we my in laws live in Claremont, so we we're familiar with Lake County, and um, I'll be quite honest with you, Orlando was second from the bottom of cities that we had considered moving to. Really? And that, that was five years ago. And uh -huh. then we, I started spending more time here, and I will tell you that I saw the, the response to homelessness. Yeah. Witnessed that from Tallahassee. I mm -hmm. was, again, a part of, the, of a bureaucracy in a previous administration. And then uh, the Pulse response. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, it's a community that comes together. And, and we said we have a chance to stand on shoulders of giants and help them uh, with data. Back to that is uh, focus, shine a light on things that just aren't quite right. That that gnawing feeling that I think a lot of the people in the audience probably have. I mean, when you hear you hear data points like, well, gross domestic product, GDP, and all, all that is for folks is just it's the sign of economic activity. It's, it's going gangbusters. It's really it's going well. And unemployment is very low. So what's the problem? And they're asking that uh, they still know that something's not quite right. And that is because not everybody is able to benefit from the current economy. So shine a, shine a light on that. Try to focus areas and then convene. And that's what the partnership does really well because we have the support of our investors uh, that range from various sizes and say, let's fix that. Let's at least have a strategic approach to addressing both our challenges while we maintain prosperity at, at the folks that really do have it going on. Mm -hmm. So the people at the Orlando Economic Partnership, um, there's you, uh, and you are somebody that is able to, you know, kind of dissect and and uh, elucidate what the problems are, and here's the pathways and solutions that might be best. And who are the other? What are the other roles that people have? Are these people that are in government? Are these people that are business owners? Who's who else is there? Sure. In internally, uh, our CEO, uh, Tim Giuliani, who I've known for more than ten years, mm -hmm. and 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 that was part of you know when he called and and. Uh, said, I'm going to be in Orlando. He came here from the Raleigh, the Research Triangle uh, Park area. Said, I'm, 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 I've been uh, selected. I'm going to be in the Orlando area. And we started this conversation. Uh, it's somebody that I personally know so well and believe in and has this vision for a, a holistic view of the economy and that is um, very inclusive. 
and it's such a good fit for Orlando. Mm -hmm. So uh, from our CEO, uh, Crystal Searcy, who is our uh, chief operating officer, more than 20 years, although um, uh, I guess that... uh, I can't believe that 20 <laughs> years has gone by. I've known her th- that long. Wow. Uh, that long. So, um, and she she runs our economic development both on the, she's a COO, but she also runs the the um, business development side. We just got good people. But then what really makes us strong is our is our partnership and our board, our board direction. Uh, we, again, big companies that you've expected here, Disney, mm-hmm. uh, but for Orlando Magic, mm-hmm. uh, Florida Hospital, or Florida Health about to be um, Advent. Oh, Advent, Advent Health, Health yeah. Um, also Orlando Health. I mean, so I can go on and on and on about our members. I have heard of some of those. You those have. Are, yeah. You have. Those are, <laughs> but they come to the table more with their money. And I will tell you this, it's because it's, it, anybody can write a check. Mm-hmm. They come with their expectation that we perform and do something about yeah. Um, the future. Exactly. And that's where we're, we're, we're really headed. Well, that's what we're going to talk about uh, next. Uh, we have to go to a break now, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the future of Orlando's economic development and how it'll help everybody. Welcome back to The Bright Side. I'm Joel Hunter, and I'm here with Joel Hunter. And I was, I was listening to some of those commercials at the break, and I feel like we don't have enough explosions in our engine. <laughs> no, we got to get... We gotta I, get. I want to have more just laser explosions yeah. and phaser noises instead of... Because every other, every other commercial is like, do you want to listen? <laughs> I think we need to stop by one of those fireworks tents yeah. and just buy, buy them out. You know, I, was, I passed by one of those uh, not too long ago, and they were having an amazing buy one, get one free sale. <laughs> uh, and I've, I was, I've never seen one of those. Those at those fireworks. I've never not seen one. They, they, I fireworks. I uh, they're they're master marketers. So today we are here with, with a fireworks expert, uh, Dale Brill, PhD, uh, who is uh, basically an uh, currently an expert on uh, the research that would help Orlando economically move forward in a way that is the best and most inclusive as an overall solution for the most people. Um, it leads to the question of how did you how did you end up here? Uh, you know, not just in Orlando, but what what led you to this point in your life? Uh, uh, you know, kind of your roots. Wow, uh, um, born uh, in the Chicago suburbs, and we talked off off uh, off air on uh, my my dedication and passion for the Chicago Cubs. But <laughs> but moved to North Carolina. I, I say I'm southern by the grace of God. So can kind of. <laughs> Collaborate this combination of Midwestern meets uh, Southern North Carolina boy, but uh, ended up in Florida 15 years ago. Mm. Uh, had uh, taught at Boston University and and ended up at Florida State University. But the the thing that came with me as I moved around uh, is the, the voices of my mother and my father that I still hear uh, today. I lost them uh, both three years ago, uh, which was. I mean, blue collar. Uh, yeah. If uh, we we came from uh, my my dad did not finish high school. Uh, he worked uh, his rear end off, and and I, I never knew that we didn't have money. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's kind of the things that mm-hmm. they did. I, I never wanted for anything and, until I started to learn, you know, as I got older. Um, and and you, you never appreciate your father or your mother until you become more of an adult and go, oh, my, yeah. you know, this is hard work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but th- that's kind of the, the – the, well, it is definitely the, the thing that drives me is remembering where I came from uh, on, a, on occasion. Uh, back when they made Schlitz beer, and uh, yeah. I, I, I would still – open one and, yeah. and once a year kind of just toast uh, the, the heritage of a hardworking kind of Midwestern background. But uh, so I, I've seen uh, also folks, my parents exposed me to to folks who don't have much. Um, mm. And they also exposed me to folks who are cognitively challenged. My, my brother was a camp uh, counselor for uh, children with, with um, um, mental challenges. And, and so wow. just the exposure of, of wow. life. I said, you're 
people have challenges and, and you need to, to do something about yeah, that. Yeah, that's so cool. By the way, your background sounds a lot like mine, you know, blue collar, good folks, good, hardworking folks who really do have compassion for people who who have challenges uh, um, bigger than their own. So that's, I, I guess that's where I want to come to next, Dale, is um, tell me about, it, it, it's a little bit uh, un, unexpected for an economic partnership to take a keen interest in the most vulnerable of our um of our community. That did, but, I agree. That did seem unexpected. I didn't know if it was just because I didn't know enough about economic partnerships, but yeah, I, I agree. No, I mean, it doesn't uh, seem like the normal thing. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you feel like the Chamber of Commerce is going to talk about, you know, um, people with money getting more money. Dog, uh, but, dog spots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. But but <laughs> but I'm, I've been so impressed with your heart um, to help um, the homeless and, and the more vulnerable. Um, tell us about how you can help us know what we don't know. Sure. That, again, we, we get data thrown at us and numbers and acronyms, and, and we, we become anesthetized with things. And, and also those folks that, um, there, are, there are folks in some segments that need it always to be a rosy picture. Mm-hmm. Increasingly, and I, I believe that the partnership believes, and, and, and my leadership team uh, believes that candor and authenticity and genuineness um, actually is the the currency that we'd rather live by, mm-hmm. and and so you, we, we don't pretend we don't have challenges. Now we're not going to take out an ad and and say you know here here are the things we're really worrying about in Orlando, but when we do have folks looking at the area, they know that every every city in America faces similar challenges that Orlando faces. Yeah. So you can't you can't out market and out um, sunshine people, if you will. Uh, what they want to hear and what we're prepared to tell them is that we recognize the challenges. Um, we are working in a systematic approach. that, And that's what other we believe uh, other regions can't match mm. is when they, they can see the social capital at work and they mm-hmm. see the partnerships in action. And we can mm-hmm. point to, again, the, the, the Central Florida Homelessness, uh, Commission on Homelessness. We, this is what they do. Mm-hmm. Here is Orlando's response to the, the, the Pulse tragedy. Um, here are things in, in government private sector and independent sector working together. And it's just, there's there's some tangible movement, data-driven in the sense that um, there aren't, uh, wages have been stagnant for far too long mm-hmm. uh, and and we need to move that. But um, and but there are there are always unintended consequences to some strategies, and so we try to anticipate those. That's basic economics. Uh, yeah. that's, Could that's you name one of those? I mean, give us an example. Sure, I'll, I'll pick one that's probably the most controversial is um, minimum wage, mm-hmm. right? And there are folks that, that feel strongly on, on both sides of that. But I'll, one particular um, impact I will give you is that if moving uh, the minimum wage to $15 an hour has an unintended consequence of disqualifying thousands of households from childcare subsidies. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is possible for someone to get a dollar and 10 cent raise and lose $12,000 a year in net resources because of the loss of childcare subsidy. Mm. So, so that's an unintended consequence where you would say, well, should we, and, and, and again, I'm not trying to solve or, or resolve this controversy or this, this um, very passionate discussion, but call attention to, the, the, to our decision makers and to our policy makers and those types of things that 
let's look at the big picture. When you pull a thread out of a sweater, sometimes the entire sweater unravels. Yeah. Um, data and the kind of analysis that we try to do for the partnership and for our investors and for our chamber members is to understand you might just be pulling a thread out of a sweater. Mm-hmm. Let's anticipate that, make informed decisions, and make you know, and do the best we can. That's why I campaigned to lower minimum wage to $3 an hour. <laughs> and it was wildly unpopular. Oh, Not a lot of people heard about it. <laughs> I know. Uh, but it was, uh, it was just an idea. So when you are, that's, that's, that's just a joke in case anyone, don't, don't send me angry letters, but no one knows the address. So, um, so when you're looking at this stuff, you know, and, and, you, and you have uh, information that is, that is helpful or information that people, uh, if, if the right people knew it, it would be helpful. Is that something that, the main focus uh, of, of what you guys are doing is to work locally with the private and business and independent sector, or is it that it's now we, we got to talk to people in the legislature because they're the ones that are going to do this stuff. How much of that's state and local? I mean, uh, what, what's it look like? Those data points and, and, and others like it cascade both ways. So they, they cascade throughout uh, our investor and member base so that the, because we're, we're, we're led by our, our members and our investors. We don't, we don't, like Moses, come off the mountain and say, here is the answer, because I, I, quite frankly, I will tell you that there is no the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we inform the discussion. Uh, we want them to have the, because there's some much smarter people than 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 I am. Nope, impossible. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that that bring to bear their their decades of experience and their perspective from where they are, and then we build we build consensus of uh, here are strategies that might then be advocated, and then we will take that again. Working with our part, we have a very strong relationship with the the municipalities and the counties in in our regions. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharon Smoley, who's our, our uh, government relations and advocacy person pioneers that and again uses uses our own membership to talk about what are our priorities mm-hmm. uh, for example um, bridge uh, which folks uh, may not be familiar with which is the University of Central Florida um, it, it's a very unique kind of incubator meets accelerator meets um, sh- workspace that partners with private industry uh, on the photonics um, and those types of industries to, to create new new companies new jobs those types of things that's one of our focus uh, mm-hmm. that's a focus area for us this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might take that to Tallahassee and, and make an argument for here's why innovation matters. And then mm-hmm. we end up spelling out innovation's role in the economy. Um, but we're also at research that we spend a lot of time, um, for example, the impact of 5G on businesses that, uh, that may be listening, business owners. If, you're, if, you haven't, if you have no idea what I'm talking about with 5G, it is going to turn your business upside down. And, and so in, in some cases, we're looking way over the horizon saying here comes a technology that is disruptive, that is going to, to shake up your industry, and, and that means it's going to shake up your business. How do we help you understand what technology is doing so you can prepare for I it? I think we know what we mean. We're yeah. talking we're talk about the, in the next section. Yeah, exactly. What we, is 5G? I was going to say we have to go to break in a minute, but can you tell us real quick, who's this 5G fellow? <laughs> he sounds dangerous. Holy cow. Uh, we, we will hold the answer for you until we, uh, we come back from this break. We'll see you in just a minute. Well, hello and welcome back to News Radio 93.1, The Bright Side, also on 540 if you're listening there. I'm Joel Hunter and I'm here with Joel Hunter. I'm the one that you have not heard about. I'm here with the one that you have heard about. <laughs> uh, and today we are talking talking with Dr. Dale Brill, who is uh, the uh, VP of Research for the Orlando Economic Partnership 
Uh, and if you are curious what they do, uh, just listen to the podcast on iTunes. Look for the bright side. Uh, Pop, you had a question. Yeah, I have actually two. First of all, for those of you who were with us in our last section, um, Dale uh, mentioned a disruptive technology uh, named 5G. Could you quickly explain that to those who haven't heard of that? Sure. Uh, it's a an advanced, much faster wireless technology that carries data at speeds that now enable the, if you've heard of another concept called the Internet of Things. Uh, so this idea that your iPhone can control your air conditioning from a distance or your, your refrigerator or those types of things. I want you to imagine that every stoplight in the region can communicate. And so traffic can now be controlled by processors that think uh, hundreds of thousands of, of time, you know, processing um, decisions on a, on a fraction of a second. We can control traffic um, mm. because stoplights can talk to each other. Yeah. And we can, so now imagine that happens on every device can now be um, smart. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be a brave new world. Um, this is the real question I want to ask you, though. Um, you have... Uh, worked with us when it comes to homelessness, the biggest nut to crack um, for this region. We are one of the worst, the lowest rated uh, communities in the nation, the third from the bottom, as far as the access to affordable housing. Mm -hmm. um, and for every um, hundred people that are looking for units, um, 17 are available. Um, where do we go from here, Dale? Name it, which we've done. Uh, any any problem that you might experience in your personal life or in business and or as a community, um, the most important thing to do is name it. And that's why, again, data-driven helps us understand what, what what really might be happening. And I qualified it by might be happening because I'm, I'm one of those folks, I'm, we're never exactly sure. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a... Yeah, I never give up on the uncertainty. You have to be prepared to be wrong, but use data to get your best uh, best effort of understanding what's happening. But affordable housing, I, I agree, it's it's the biggest threat to the economy, uh, and and so it, it really is that one issue that, regardless of how much money your business is making, how much market share you have, you you have to have employees to work. Mm -hmm. We have to have employees who contribute value in making the things, whether it's robotics that that may not uh, that may someday replace a person. But but people matter, and people are at the center of this. If folks can't live close enough to where they work, then it's either going to drive up costs to get them to work, or it's going to make it virtually impossible to get people into your building. And so so regardless of your position on wealth um, or needing a place, this is the one issue that connects us and says we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. uh, and and so I, I think that it, the, the data is clear. It is a challenge for our region. Uh, again, we're not we're not unique in the United States. Uh, however, we we are seriously challenged uh, probably more than, well, not probably, I can tell you certainly, we are challenged more than, than the average community throughout the, yeah. the United States. Yeah. Our, the percentage of our service sector um, in this community is much larger than than many other communities. Sure. In Orange County alone, there's a shortage of 54,000 units. Wow. 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 That's, that's just, a lot. Right. I mean, that's a lot because that's, that's and, Orange yeah. County. Uh, 54,000. I mean, that's that's a that's a big number. Add yeah. Osceola and Seminole and you're, you're looking at a 76,000 unit shortage. Wow. And that, uh, by affordable housing, we're talking about, um, you know, the rule of thumb is generally, can you uh, can you afford to rent a home or own a home, but this is from a, a rental perspective. Mm -hmm. um, ideally, you want to spend roughly 30% or no more than 30%, but even when you extend it to 50% of your income, uh, we're still almost upside, we're upside down and that we don't have enough inventory. So, so that's pushing people further and further away from places of employment. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. then that's also then even kicking some folks out of employment because if they don't have reliable transportation, if public, if the public system doesn't reach them where they have to move to live, 
then they're basically out of the process. And so as a person who believes, as again, the business community, we believe that the, the free market does a lot of amazing things, mm-hmm. but access um, to the market is as important as freedom of the market. Yeah. So what, what's the, how do we, how do we fix that? Or is that, or is that, uh, or, or is that one of the things where you're like, if I knew the answer, we wouldn't be talking right now. We'd <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I have, again, I don't know that I, uh, I or anybody else has the answer. I think that, that I know that in our region, there's some very exciting things going on. Uh, the, the Central Florida Foundation is part of a uh, land trust uh, thing that if we could, one of the things we need to do is to take once a home is improved and a neighborhood starts to improve, then the tax values start to go up, the tax bill goes up, and then people can't afford to live there. And we call that gentrification, where folks who might start in a distressed community end up having to move out as it improves. Um, and that really all that does is move the, the poor folks. It doesn't mm-hmm. make them less poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so again, I just described pulling a thread out of a, 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 a thread out of a sweater. Um, what we what we're trying to do is play with that mix a little bit and say, so if the land were taken out of the equation, if, if the taxes, uh, the tax value did not impact the particular household, and if there were abilities to share that home ownership and pass it down from one family member to the other um, from, from, from an ownership perspective, do we change the dynamics of the cost drivers? Hmm. That's, that's one experiment. Um, and, and there are several others. There's, there's one that's being, um, I'm part of a, of a team that's now also looking at um, steel construction, low-cost housing mm-hmm. that comes in, in um, well, they use containers from ships. Mm-hmm. And there are, t- there are some, I think, 24 million containers that are unused. Huh. And, and I a, never knew a, there's that a, many, yeah. A company out of Boise is able to take those and put those into modular homes. And they're actually, if, if you can't see on radio, you would not believe in a million years that what I'm showing you, because you, you instantly, when I just described ship containers, you think, oh my gosh, that's, that's, that's shanty yeah, living, yeah, right? Yeah. That's horrible. Uh, if I showed you a picture of these, you would not believe they're really nice. That that's what yeah. they're built from. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at costs because we have access because of our ports in Tampa and port in Jacksonville. Uh, these 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 homes can be constructed for under sixty thousand dollars each. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. And they and they, the equivalent nice. the equivalent in Idaho where they're being built is one hundred forty five thousand dollars homes, wow. and they're a thousand square feet. Yeah. Do you find that uh, the the difficulty in fixing this problem? Obviously, it's a very difficult problem. Mm-hmm. Period. But is it when you're trying to get the word out about it or when you're trying to, you know, push the ball down the field, is it more an issue with there's there's resistance, the problem itself is too difficult, or is it there's, there's just an ignorance generally to the problem at all? It's more like people just don't even know enough about it. Is it, is it one or the other more? I, I think both. I think um, the lack of familiarity with the degree of why the challenge is so important is, is uh, one of the things that we try to do, again, is, is point say, hey, this is, this is important to all of us. Um, I think the solutions become so complicated that it's easy to throw your hands up. Mm. Uh, and also we have short memories. So sometimes we repeat a lot of the same mistakes and we try to do things over and over. W- also the challenge is, is the, what we call NIMBY, not in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when people hear affordable housing, again, yeah. they're thinking, oh, that's just horrible. I don't want that anywhere near where I live now. It yeah. can be somewhere else, just not near me. Yeah. And that's an uninformed perspective because when you see what these look like yeah. and then and you can change some of the governance rules, uh, and, and but we have to put them near transportation. We have to put them near jobs. So mm-hmm. affordable housing, I can't just build them so far away that I can't, I still can't get to a job and I can't earn a living for my family. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's part of why, I mean, part of why it's a self-reinforcing this cycle because it's uh, the reason affordable housing draws such images of horror in people's mind is because it's a problem that has not been addressed. You know, I mean, it's yeah. something that if you could get some of these solutions in place, it'd be a lot different. Um, 
Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I mean, you you really educated us. Dr. Well, Brill. Well, thank you for the opportunity to talk about something that I, I, I love and can't get any of my friends to talk with me about. So thank you. <laughs> if, if you happen to be somebody who also found this interesting and you want to know more, um, here's part of how you know the level of legit that our today's guest was. Uh, for the website, it's orlando.org. That's, uh, that's, there he that, is. That's big time Man, right there. I'd yeah. say. So if you want to go to orlando.org, you can hear a little bit more about this. Um, and for all of you listening, thank you so much for taking the time. If you're looking for a simple way to try to help people, go to simple.help and uh, you can figure out how to help people around you. Pop, always a pleasure. Always fun. And everybody have a good night. We'll see you next time. 